1: Hey everybody! Hello. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything Goop. I'm Brian Rucker.
2: I'm Aggie Hewitt.
1: And uh, yeah, we got another newsletter this week. Yeah,
2: we got another newsletter in our inboxes. What do you think of the newsletter this week?
1: I was disappointed by this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Not enough fun stuff. Too much self help things. Too many like quack doctors giving advice. Hmm. What do you think?
2: How was it different from every other week?
1: I feel like most weeks there are one to two Quack Doctors articles, and this one had three, which isn't percentage-wise like that much of a difference, but I think it just tipped the whole thing over into, I felt like I was reading like a Oprah or something.
2: Oh, no. Oprah would be... Way more straightforward than this. Oh, probably. And Oprah would be so inspirational. I feel like when they have... These um, are dark. Yeah, when they have self-help people on this, they're basically yelling at you and telling you about how everything is your fault and everything's going to kill you. Yeah. And you're filled with toxins.
1: And yeah, so much stuff about toxins and this recent obsession that Gwyneth has with work culture, office culture needs to end. Yeah,
2: because okay, I get it. September was back to work month but it's October It's October. So why are we still talking about offices?
1: I think she, because she's so proud of herself for like being a CEO of a real company now. I think she's doing all this research for her own to like make sure she's the world's perfect boss. Like she made sure she was the world's perfect actress and perfect wife and perfection is not possible, Gwyneth.
2: Yeah, now that she has this company, she always wants to be like, oh, well, you know how it is at work. Yeah, like, like as all... if she's
1: been working for more than, like, three weeks.
2: Exactly. Ugh, it's so infuriating.
1: Um, So, yeah, there was a lot. But there was some good stuff, too, and some funny stuff. Uh, the first... Oh, go ahead. I was
2: just going to ask if you read the um, Detoxing in the Workplace article. Yeah,
1: that... Well, I was really excited about this to begin with because there's this big... Um, picture of all these paper clips, yeah. and I thought it was gonna say. I thought the whole article was gonna be about how all your office supplies are killing you and how they're toxic.
2: Oh, and I, I was sort of <laughs>
1: excited to read about that.
2: I thought it was just gonna be about organizing your office, yeah. which I would be thrilled. That would be to great read too. About. Yeah, but it
1: was about neither. It was I about. No,
2: what it was. It about. was about
1: like toxins as a metaphor for just like having a shitty job.
2: Yeah, I guess everything in this workplace is toxic because they're like bullies and stuff.
1: Yeah. So the whole point this is some weird doctor who's being interviewed and his whole thing is uh companies are increasingly emphasizing environmental sustainability but largely ignore social sustainability. And then he goes into basically just saying that everyone is working in a toxic workplace and uh and like bosses don't treat their employees like adults, which I think is true. If anyone has worked in an office, there is, like, all this weird sort of childish uh, corporate speak that I think superficially tries to make you think, like, you're having fun at work. Like, you're not in a meeting, you're at a cool powwow, but then it's just, like, very... Infantilizing. Well,
2: I guess, but weren't we saying a few weeks ago that that's our dream job and that's what we want? Or Maybe is that just you me? were saying? That. Yeah, I know. I want the fun. I want to have a fun power like... Well, I just want something to do all <laughs> day. But what kind of viper's nest must goop be that every single article about work is about how everyone's a bully, everyone's jealous of each other, it sucks, nobody yeah. likes each other, how to deal with the fact that you're envious of everybody?
1: It's weird because I think at any workplace you're going to have one or two people where they fit that profile. Like they're a bully or they're hard to work with, but they make it seem like everyone is super competitive with each other. And maybe it's, I mean, maybe it's the industry of, Lifestyle magazines, the people that are attracted me, to work. Excuse me,
2: lifestyle angry. newsletters. No, oh,
1: sorry, yeah. There's no paper involved.
2: No, not at all. Um, um, yeah.
1: I love that he cited a parade magazine survey <laughs> as if it was gospel. It found that 35% of people would forgo significant raises if they could fire their supervisors.
2: Which is ugly. That's I an ugly part of, your, of people's personalities.
1: Yeah, but I feel like most people probably don't love their bosses.
2: I guess, but I would rather have the raise.
1: Have a raise than like spite. I mean, yeah. I, yeah.
2: unless you feel like your boss is really ruining your life.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Which I guess some of these people feel.
1: Um yeah, but we don't learn anything about toxic paper clips. We don't
2: learn anything about toxic paper clips and we also didn't learn anything about who may have written this article or conducted this interview.
1: Yeah. Uh to
2: my theory that nobody works there <laughs> and that every single article in Goop is just generated by a computer program. <laughs> it's
1: just an algorithm. Yes. Uh, possibly. Um, sometimes, yeah, the, the prose it seems like it was spat out by a computer.
2: I don't know how it gets made.
1: Um, so the next article is called The Force of Courage. And this is another just pseudoscience. Uh, oh, but this was funny, I thought. I didn't realize that this was written by goops resident psychotherapists like oh
2: they the, are that's
1: what it said in the article
2: Barry what are their names Barry Barry
1: Michaels and Phil Stutz and I guess they like work in the goop office oh
2: they work there yeah okay good to know somebody works employees. there two people I googled them they wrote a book together it's and now they are tools it's about there it's about five tools that you need to get through your life
1: oh yeah yeah, that's what, the, was that the same tool as this was in this article, or are different? Because there was, I, like, a five-step process for this thing, I, too. I honestly, I don't know. But I I, just,
2: I think probably.
1: Probably the same thing. Um, but, so do you think that they, like, have an office at Goop, and anyone that works there can just be like, oh, I need to go to therapy right now, I'm going to mm-hmm. go see Barry and Phil? No, 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 no.
2: I don't think there is an office at Goop, <laughs> and I don't think anybody else works there. I think these are probably two made-up people that probably. have a fake book, and. Wrote a fake article. I don't think they exist.
1: And they talk about courage, which I really don't understand it, as even after reading this article. I don't, I
2: never understand anything in these self-help art goop things, but this one is about having courage to... to face her, your fears? To face your fears. It's like the thing where it's like Superman isn't brave because nothing can hurt Superman, mm-hmm. but when you're brave is when you...
1: You actually are your, fearful, and you're able yeah, to face them. Yeah, no,
2: it's basically that, but in a in five parts. I, I get think. that,
1: but I, I feel like in daily life, and maybe I'm confusing because I, I experience a fair amount of nervousness or anxiety about things. But like f- fear, I feel like is the emotion of when you're actually like afraid you're gonna die. But maybe I'm.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, I think fe- I think anxiety is a type
1: of fear. A type of fear, okay.
2: I think, yeah, I, I don't know.
1: But yeah, these steps are pretty basic. It's like accept it, identify it, feel it, face it, which is sort of this meditation on like picturing fear as a black cloud.
2: You know what? That stuff does not work. <laughs> no, have you ever been able to visualize something and been like, oh, great. Like people have you visualize like your anxiety as yeah. like a paper bag and then you crumple it and throw it in the garbage. Right, right, right.
1: Well, and
2: that doesn't work.
1: I think it, like... In very specific times in the midst of like a meditation or something, you can sort of do that. But I definitely have a hard time in daily life, uh, yeah, doing all those steps, especially when you have easy access to anti anxiety medicine. Yeah, and I can just go to my medicine cabinet and take a Xanax,
2: take a pill because you don't have time to close your eyes and go in this wild imagination vacation. Yeah, so you have to just take action and move on,
1: exactly. Um, but yeah, they tell you to, to move into the cloud. Once you're in the middle of it, scream silently, I love fear.
2: You're supposed to scream in the mirror? Silently. Silently.
1: I love fear, meaning you are one with the fear, fully inside it, and then at the end you say, fear sets me free. So.
2: How dare they? uh, Yeah, it's such garbage. As I said, I do not believe they're real.
1: Um, third up. Oh, this... article the grow up to be like linda rodan oh i like that one. you did i don't know okay what What? did you like about it
2: well i don't know i mean i like that she is an old lady with gray hair she has a cool brand of makeup she used to be a stylist what is she wearing a leopard print or a yeah like a leopard print top and some jeans i think she's cool
1: all those details yeah would make me think that i would like her too and i usually like it's a very low bar if you're an old crazy lady for me to like you, like, I will yeah. automatically... But for some reason, she just seems so boring to me.
2: Everybody that has anything to do with goop is a little bit boring. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's just the way that everything is written.
1: Maybe. Because maybe.
2: I don't know what would be so boring about this cool, crazy old lady who invented lipstick in her... Like, a lipstick brand in her... Th- 50s. Her 50s, yeah. Which I is... Mean, it's
1: cool. But, yeah, she just seems so smug. But maybe it's the interview style... Because um, she's also like she is a very beautiful woman, and I guess it it bugs me when people talk about beauty as some sort of accomplishment. And I feel like in Goop a lot, it's it it make it it interviews these people that are naturally like genetically blessed, uh, but I just don't feel well.
2: Because in the Goop world, you have to work for it. I mean, in the Goop world, you have to like slather your body with coconut oil and take a take a million vitamins every day and.
1: Right. Um,
2: be a old lady stylist in New York.
1: But I still feel like 95% of people that would do that, even if you follow everything that Goop says, you're still not going to end up looking like Gwyneth or this 68-year-old woman with flawless skin. No, no, no. no. Um, but maybe I'm just, yeah, buying into the Goop fantasy and I, I shouldn't. Definitely. But this this woman, see like if she wasn't old, I would have nothing, she would be not interesting at all because she says the same things like, oh, I don't even like junk food
2: yeah, she's um, like, I'm just lucky. I don't like junk. food. Yeah, I eat like, the Mediterranean I, diet. But anyone who says they eat the Mediterranean diet, <gasps> I was gonna say I'm interested because I love it. Um, it's not anorexic. No,
1: no, no. I think the Mediterranean diet is great. But I think if people say things like, I just eat the Mediterranean diet, or I I have meat. Would you say I have meat once every, every six, six months.
2: months? How do you know?
1: I and if you're 68 and you're that skinny, I mean, I, I don't want to say anything out of turn, but I feel like. And even if you're like naturally thin, a normal person's metabolism when you're that old, you're gonna gain a little weight. I feel
2: like a lot of old ladies are super skinny. Super
1: skinny, yeah. I just assume anyone skinnier than me has an eating disorder. But that's, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. yeah. The, the whole point of why she was interviewed was she made this lipstick collection. Oh, that was the other thing. I felt like it was a lot of white privilege going on about like, I'm only making the lipstick shades that I would wear. Which, I guess everyone's entitled to, like, make their own lipstick shades, but... Well, no, I
2: mean, you need... I mean, I feel like if you're making lipstick, you should make lipstick that works for everyone For all skin tones, yeah. You shouldn't be like, well, I'm white, so I'll make stuff that works for me. And she
1: seemed proud of that. Like, I would never make a shade that I personally wouldn't wear. So I was just like, this lady... Yeah,
2: well, yeah. Um, Fucker. Okay, you're right.
1: Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the end of her career after yeah, we bye. got through with her. Um, I used
2: to like you, but then I realized
1: you're racist.
2: <laughs> um.
1: We're gonna accuse everyone of being racist Well, I
2: accuse, yeah, let's do it.
1: Let's do it. <laughs> uh, then we have another, female friendship in the office. So this was sort of a funny story, not funny, but like a weird oh, is story. Oh, was this the one
2: with Amanda?
1: Yeah, poor Amanda. So this. 22 year old woman who works in the fashion industry uh, starts losing all of her hair. And she doesn't know what's wrong.
2: Well, it's told from the point of view of her doctor, doctor. who said when she came to see her, she'd have gone to go see 73 73
1: different doctors.
2: That's not true. I
1: want to know what insurance she's on that has 73 doctors in her network.
2: She's on bullshit doesn't exist insurance because. She doesn't exist. Yeah. And also, I don't think this doctor exists. No. The story.
1: He se- that's, it seems like a fake name. I don't remember what his name is, but it seems fake. Um, so, oh, so he, so he, his blanket statement is, I believe the vast majority of disease is psychosomatic and has its origins in the mind. Period. Not, like, specific types of diseases. He just thinks most diseases are psychosomatic. Oh,
2: all disease? I thought he meant autoimmune diseases.
1: N- well, you know, he said, he does go into autoimmune diseases, but he before he even mentions autoimmune diseases, he says this blanket statement where he says the majority of diseases are psychosomatic, which is like crazy for a doctor to say.
2: Yeah. Is he a real doctor?
1: Mm, let's check. There's
2: no proof that he's actually a doctor other than he calls himself doctor.
1: Well, that's true of all of these people. That's true. Um, yeah, Dr. Habib Sadegi, mm-hmm. there's a link, so maybe it'll... He probably went to... Oh, yeah, co-founder of Beehive of Healing. Oh, yeah, I
2: clicked through and looked at this. That's his website.
1: It definitely doesn't say what school he went to. Mm. Um, an integrative health center based in Los Angeles, more than 15 years of direct patient care. Uh, definitely does not list his alma mater. Okay. So it's probably, what's the online school that you want to go to?
2: John F. Kennedy University yes. for holistic psychotherapy. I think that
1: he probably went there.
2: Probably. Sounds like it.
1: Um, so yeah, this poor woman, uh, but he, I guess, and what he did was he just told her to quit her job because she hated it and then her hair grew back? Well,
2: she came, yeah, she came in and had alopecia and then he realized she had it because she was so stressed out. So he told her to quit her job and then she didn't go to her stressful job anymore and all her hair grew back.
1: And I guess that's a success story. But most people don't have the luxury of quitting a job that they don't like. I guess if it's really killing you.
2: Most people, I don't think, develop alopecia because they hate their job so much. No.
1: That is a rare occurrence.
2: I yeah. So this guy's full of shit. What's his ultimate point? Just that also I don't understand how this why this is about female <laughs> friendship <laughs> in the office.
1: I think because... he was saying that like the fashion industry, or at least the company that she worked for, is it's again this sort of like misogynist thing that the that goop is selling its audience that women are naturally competitive and want to. That all each women other hate each other. Yeah. Oh, was
2: this the one where it was like all, friend, all relationships go into f- like have four yes. phases where first you're like a parasite and then yeah, you're then competitive you're, and then you're uh, something and then you're another horrible
1: thing? Yeah, it was a very dark view of friendship. Yeah, it was saying but it was
2: every single relationship.
1: Yeah, it was, it was like friendships, uh, romantic relationships. The fact that when you st- start a friendship that he claims that you're always parasitic, every relationship starts that way. Because
2: you only are happy that you have someone to go do things with. Yeah. Right? yeah.
1: That seems crazy to me. I mean, maybe it's sort of true. Like, if you start becoming friends with someone or you start dating someone, it's because they do give you something. Yeah. So it is selfish in that way. But it was a very... Well, I frame it.
2: I think that's the way the world looks if you're an evil sociopath who, like, sells women the idea that their hair is falling out because they hate their friends. And, yeah, you're, yeah. and also you're a medical doctor.
1: Well, yeah, maybe. Claim to I be mean, a medical doctor. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I, yeah, I think Amanda, poor Amanda, was not cut out for the fashion industry because that is not known as a, a nurturing calm low-key industry it's
2: not a low-key industry and if you get stressed out and develop alopecia then make it's it work not for yourself for you. wear a
1: cool wig or a hat or it's you fashion know,
2: yeah or just you know be a waitress or start a podcast
1: start a podcast there are a lot of other things you can do um and then we come to make the food section oh
2: yeah i like this one i don't know i thought this one seemed fun to me i i it was a foolproof Italian dinner party.
1: Yeah, because it's uh, it says October is a magical month for produce. It's fall, so you're gonna stop eating sad salads and start eating heartier food, mm. which I agree with. But I, I just I feel like Goop is not the place for a regular recipe of like spaghetti bolognese and caesar salad all they matter. have
2: at this point are spaghetti bolognese recipes i can't remember the last time i opened a goop newsletter and didn't see it was spaghetti bolognese yeah. recipe she's always putting them in there and i don't understand what she's like this is another thing with gwyneth paltrow trying to be of the people and it never works except for for me because i did like it i
1: mean the food looks good but if yeah if i wanted to just make a time food i'd go to olivegarden.com or something. You
2: wouldn't go to olivegarden.com, <laughs> but also I didn't the thing about this these recipes that I don't like is they're still kind of too complicated. I don't really read them, but the I think the pasta recipe at least had so many ingredients. I mean, I'm just I'm not going to do it. I guess,
1: but that is like a bolognese sauce does have a lot of ingredients and it takes a while to cook it. Um which I've made one a couple of times, and it is like time consuming, but it's it's so worth it. It tastes so good, mm-hmm. and that focaccia bread I would I would make that focaccia bread because that seems easy. Um, how fa- and,
2: how many are there? A lot of ingredients. No, it's in that? like
1: flour and water and salt and olive oil. But I think uh, you do have to let it rise for a couple hours. Um, but the smell of baking bread, my God, nothing like it.
2: You seem like this recipe is taking you away.
1: In <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying the recipes are bad. They look good. I just. Like I want some chia seeds or something if it's good. Right. Uh I just I also think that and possibly it's because her friendship with Mario Batali, uh-huh. she's afraid to bastardize Italian food in a way that other cuisines she's not afraid to like fuck up based on her weird nutrition. So Okay. Like, I don't know. I can't imagine her making a a big plate of cheese enchiladas.
2: I've seen her make enchiladas.
1: But with real cheese and, like, full fat sour cream and all that stuff? No, this
2: was, I told you, when she made it with the rotisserie chicken. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, I don't Um, know. I mean, I've seen her make all kinds of things. I don't know. I think this foolproof Italian dinner party seems foolproof. Fun?
1: It is foolproof and maybe fun. I don't know. I feel like if it's a dinner party, there should be one sort of wow recipe.
2: There should be something something Cause crazy. Yeah,
1: well, because this had, you know, it has a salad, a pasta, focaccia bread, and then that, like, tomato burrata thing. Yeah. Which is great for a family dinner or if you have, like, one other couple over. But mm-hmm. if you're having a dinner party, I think there should be one, like, a, a roast that comes out of the oven or something, like a porchetta, like something really cool. All right. But, you know. I have very few dinner parties. I've never
2: had a dinner party.
1: uh, I've had a few, or back in New York, I'd have a few. But it's hard when you don't have like a big house or a big dining room table because then you have people just sitting on the floor on your couch, and it's, uh, it's not, it's not that fun. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, well, maybe I'll make this focaccia bread.
2: Make it. About it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not?
1: I'll do it. Uh. So then. Last yeah, Fashion Corner. Oh, Fashion
2: Corner. I, like, missed Fashion Corner entirely because I thought it was just a Neiman Marcus ad, which it was.
1: It always is a Neiman Marcus ad. But. but... Um, so they have sort of reinvented Fashion Corner. Yeah, um, it was
2: different. Uh,
1: it's based on an advent calendar now. It's called the Month of Outfits. And yeah. every day uh, a new outfit will appear on the website based on a collection of clothes that uh you can buy on poop.com which
2: is fun but is it like the same is it like 10 things that they mix and match
1: you'd think that uh so i guess the premise that's what you'd think it would be like oh we're just gonna have a few basic things and then you can mix and match it and have outfits for the whole month but no there's a ton of different things and she said the most that you'll ever reuse something is two or three times for the month Oh. Which seems crazy. I actually had some free time yesterday, so I added up the price of oh. everything that uh, she wants you to buy for the month of October, and the grand total comes to $37,802 wow. for one month of clothes.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: Um, which is a lot for yeah. anyone. <laughs> and I, I understand like she doesn't actually expect you to buy everything, but you'd think if they were having like a month of outfits that there would be a lot more mixing and matching.
2: Yeah, okay, so this is what confuses me about Goop, and part of what makes me feel like I don't understand what it is. Why are they giving you burrata with cherry tomatoes in one article and then $30,000 worth of outfits in another article? Which is it? Is it for everybody, or is it for super elite people? I
1: think it's, it's this aspirational thing that... Obviously, ninety nine percent of people can't buy everything that Goop tells you to buy, but there is always like it. It throws a middle class person a bone every once in a while. Well, if I can't have this, uh, you know, nineteen thousand dollar Chanel jacket, I can go to the store and and treat myself to eight dollars worth of burrata and make a dinner party.
2: Okay,
1: I I think that's what they're going for, which is like it's like this fantasy that. That normal people can find a little bit accessible, even if they can't do the majority of the things. I mean, same with all that, the health uh, advice. It's like, who who is going to uh, all of these different doctors? I mean.
2: Yeah, who has time or money? I don't know. Because you know that those people are not covered by
1: insurance. No, I mean, maybe like a PPO if you have a good one. But geez, every time I even go to a dermatologist, I have to get a... um, Authorization. Oh yeah,
2: and these are people are doctors of nothing. No, They're not doctors goodness. of tools. Yeah,
1: can you yeah. imagine Covered California getting that call? They're just going to laugh in your face. Oh yeah, and they should. Yeah. Um. Well, well, I guess I guess that's it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was a boring newsletter. It was a fascinating newsletter. It was a
1: little fascinating. Oh, and the other thing uh, about Goop Collect, the Goop collection is there still isn't... Like, last month we talked about the September collection of actually the Goop brand clothes. Yeah. They still haven't come out with the October collection. It's October 7th. I click on Goop collection, and it's still the September collection with everything sold out.
2: Well, they just gave you 30 outfits, Brian.
1: Yeah, but last month there was a whole, like, falderall about Goop brand clothing, that you're not just going to go and get whatever brand clothing. Yeah, that you It's it's her own house brand, and I feel like... In the second month, it's gone by the wayside already.
2: Yeah, where is the new goop outfit? Because you're supposed to get a new outfit. Yeah, every it's week. one
1: outfit. There was only four things in September. Uh, three of them sold out instantly. Now even the tote bag is sold out.
2: Ah, uh, the tote bag was the one thing I could get.
1: Yeah, now it's sold out. But I don't know where the October collection is. So hopefully by next week we'll be waiting we'll get it together. I can't wait. Um, all right, guys. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. We had some great feedback uh, last week, which is always yeah. fun. Yeah. So if you like the podcast, uh, find us and review us on iTunes, and you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Goop Yourself Pod.
2: Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes,
1: and uh, we might have uh, at some point a Facebook group or Instagram. Who knows? Yeah,
2: and maybe we'll also make a focaccia
1: bread. Maybe yeah. By next week, we will tell you about the focaccia bread. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye.